Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network the Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Well, hello again, and welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I am your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 214. 214th episode is going to be a creator corner. Now, the creator that I cornered in this episode is an up-and-comer. You may not recognize him from anything at all, but you will. You will. Uh, my boy, Kevin Philpot. I got a hold of him all the way from Ireland, and you know what? You know what? This guy is creating an all-ages book that I am legit pumped on. I am legit fucking pumped on, guys. Uh, I, I, well, believe me, you'll <laughs> you, you'll know more about my excitement once we get into the the interview. But I, this is just another one of those those fellows that posted something. He was an indie creator that posted in the Cheers to Comics Facebook group. Which is where I welcome all indie creators to join in, and you have that it is your unlimited canvas. If you're an indie creator and you want to join the Cheers to Comics Facebook group, uh, and potentially get on this show, then fucking do that. Because, I mean, I see something I really, really like, like Glenn in Monsterland that Kevin Philpot did. Yeah, hey, what do you know? He could be talking about you, could be talking to you, just like what's going to happen here. You understand, you get it, you're smart. You get it. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Philpot. Now, uh, let's... let's. Uh, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta talk about my sponsors, man. I gotta support those that support me. And I gotta ask you to support those that support me as well. And brought to me to bring to you by NSCLiveTV.com. You're home for the best in auction action. Ah, we got hooked on comics, baby. Obviously, Hooked on Comics has been been with the podcast for a minute now. Now, uh, they're out on the East Coast, so keep that in mind on Tuesdays and Saturdays. Tuesdays at 5 Eastern and Saturdays at 7 Eastern. That's when you're going to get the their, their, their top-of-the-line auction action. But on Tuesdays, they have uh, new comic book day pre-sales, which is my personal favorite show. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, you're, you're gonna find me in that show, more than likely. <laughs> and then they have all types of, uh, 
$5 sales that go up throughout the week as well. Hooked on Comics brings you tons of content. They got awesome books. They're fucking extremely generous people. It's just, come on guys, Hooked on Comics, man. Now, how, where do you find them? I told you when. That's Tuesdays and Saturdays, uh, 5 and 7. Uh, but as far as where, you're obviously going to go to nsclivetv.com. I say obviously. <laughs> Believe me, down the road you'll understand. It will be an obvious thing. It is just a hub for all of the best online auctions. It really is. Uh, now, the, you, you've also got uh, the, the, the Hooked on Comics Facebook page obviously and then you know the cheers to comics facebook group is going to be shouting out the best auction content out there so hook hook yourself up <laughs> i didn't mean to pun there go to the cheers to comics facebook page join there and you'll see the hooked on comics group as well or the hooked on comics feeds and auctions and liveness as all that goes up as well that's what i mean to say now uh, without further ado Ah, bring to you the uh, amazing and up-and-coming Kevin Philpot. All right, Kevin Philpot, how are you, sir? I'm not bad. How are you, I'm sir? Doing excellent, excellent. Um, I I'm always excited to talk to a creator. This is my favorite time of the week. Uh, these are my favorite episodes to do, and especially, and I, I honestly, I don't have people on that I don't enjoy their work, but it's even better when I really, really enjoy an indie, an unheard of indie creator's work as much as I do this one. Oh, I'm very unheard of. <laughs> well, uh, that, uh, don't get used to that, because uh, from what I'm seeing here... You you've you've got you've got a piece of gold on your hands, man. You really do. Um, I'm, I'm oh, so excited you. to talk about Glenn and Monsterland, <laughs> or Glenn is it's Glenn, right? Okay, Glenn. that's it's what Glenn. I thought. Yeah. Glenn and Monsterland. Uh, but first, we got to get to know the, the the brain that created this just a little bit more. Um, you're you're all the way on the other other end of the world. I'm in Denver. You're somewhere in Ireland, from what I understand. Yeah, Cork. Wow. Yeah. South of Ireland. Yeah, yeah. so, um, I mean, I, I the, the world's different everywhere right now, so I have to kind of... Exactly. Um, how how are you getting on with the beer flu, the old corona? <laughs> the, I the mean, beer have you been indoors? For... Uh, man, I, I'm probably the most COVID-conscious person that I know of right now, and that's... And I work retail, so it's... Uh, I mean, I'm still out mm. there. It's unfortunate to see that here in the States, there's so few people that actually are combating this actually have yeah it. and it's it, yeah. it, it's it's rough man there's so so many conspiracy theorists out there that are just refusing to do something simple like wear a mask and it's it, it's ridiculous it's just getting worse and worse and colorado where i'm at we're shutting down again in some places we just had to close all close all the bars down again it's just a matter of time before we go back to essential yeah. only yeah, there's going to be another second wave. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we're yeah. not done with the first wave here, which is pathetic. Everybody yeah, else really. is, but not here. Not here. So, um, I'm lucky. I'm in more of the countryside, and so um, there's no huge queues to get in shops. There's no shortages. All right. Um, and old people wear masks, but most people don't. Um, but, um, yeah, it's cleared up there for the most part. I mean, you guys did your yeah, part. Yeah, uh, it's. I'm sure it's probably crazy in Dublin, but um, here they had like a 20 mile 
you could only travel 20 miles from your house wow. for like a month. So I've really been in lockdown. Actually, apart from my family and shop assistants, you're, you're probably the first person I've spoken to oh, for, man. <laughs> for, for a little while. Actually. Oh, you poor thing. You poor thing. <laughs> no, we've really been, um, yeah, we've really been shut down. Well, I'm... I'm... But um, you wouldn't notice it. It's too much. Yeah, well, it, it's good to know that comics weren't nearly as affected out there as they are here. Um, mm. the, the industry is all types of shaken up right now. I'm sure you've yeah. you've heard <laughs> um yeah but uh i mean so are conventions a big thing out there in ireland is that something that you would normally i mean be There's... be trying to participate in as a new indie creator is this something that you are looking forward to or is it just kind of i guess we miss this one type of situation uh, this this year, yep, yeah, all, all gone. Yeah. Um, even there's a big one in Cork in October for Halloween, but I, I there's there's no news on that one. That's not going to gotcha. come back this year. Um, but yeah, no, just little ones, and usually the big one in Dublin. But most people go over to England to the one in Manchester, yeah. uh, usually, which is really big they, one for big cosplayers as are well. Are they still doing that? No, I doubt that'll be on this year either. Yeah, see, this is rough for for creators, man, especially indie creators. You know, a lot of times they go to these things to create these relationships and, you know, establish themselves in the industry and shake hands and kiss babies and all of that good stuff and it's uh <laughs> it's it sucks when it, when you just don't get that, that that opportunity, especially when you've got something like this on your hands, man. You uh, you really uh yeah, you do want to pass it around. Um to people get eyes on it but um it's not happening this yeah. year yeah <laughs> well eyes will be on it in some way shape or form because you're you're launching an indiegogo and that, that's that's yes. gonna it's, it's gonna do well i mean just take my word for it i've looked at these things before i've i can usually tell when something's not gonna do well and do well so far i'm calling it about a hundred percent uh i don't know what your Thank goal you. is but i i'm sure it's gonna be surpassed just because of what i'm seeing here um, so once again, before we get into Glenn and Monsterland, uh, we got to know a little bit more about you, Kel- Kevin. Uh, how long have you been into the, uh, the comic book industry? Is this something that's interested you your whole life or, cause I mean, this is your first big project besides a few anthologies. Yeah. I've just a few anthologies and, um, a couple, I've, I've, I've even been printed in French oh, wow. in some of my stories. Wow. Yeah. But not in English. There's a publisher called Claire de Lune, okay. which do anthologies as well. Um, but really outside uh, the, the outer edge of the event horizon, if Marvel's in the middle, I'm just I'm out of the gravitational pull. Just, yeah, no, just in um, small anthologies, just uh, picking away here and there. And um, but this is the first big project. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I mean, was it something you were interested in as a kid or is this just kind of like, a, hey, you know, I've hit this point in my life. I'm going to try something new. And oh, no, um, I've I've always wanted to write comics. Um, more motivation recently for my children, because I've got two daughters. So I just wanted to produce something that they would enjoy as well. Okay, yeah. Because there's not a lot out there. No, no. I mean, there's really for children. You've got Lumberjanes and a few other ones. But, you know, I mean, for the most part, there's not enough. I mean, there, there's just there, there, yeah. there's some things to choose from, but there's not enough. Even when I take my little six-year-old down the, the kids' aisle, she, even a six-year-old with all those color, cover, uh, colorful covers, 
you'd think they'd be attracted to all of them, but even then, she might pick out one or two, and it's going to be like the My Little Pony yeah. or something like that. So uh, to see that there's something else like this that, that can reach that genre, it's this excites me, man. I don't know if it's just be, you know the dad in me now or what, but it's <laughs> this is cool to see. And uh, so you you draw and write this. No, I don't draw. You don't it. draw it. Okay. Um, I've no. It's a very, very talented artist called Luisa Rosso, um, <laughs> yeah. from Sicily. Wow. And uh, yes, we worked on a anthology together, and she's just got such a, a wide variety of art styles. She can do horror, romance, children's um, work, and um, um, but just unbelievably good artist yeah that's and uh, that, that immediately drew my eye to it when i saw the cover art for it and all the you know the the, the marketing material i <laughs> i was like this this is gonna draw every eye to it. this is absolutely beautiful so that's you've you've really <laughs> having her has you that, that's a big i big, was very lucky to bag her yeah. <laughs> i really was <laughs> I, on this yeah one. it's uh I, she's I, I can't say i've heard of her has she done anything that i've i mean it's mostly on the continent, oh, yeah, wow. actually. Just a lot of stuff in France, wow. France and Italy. Wow. Yeah. Well, she's about to be huge in the States too, man. Yeah, both of you guys. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I hope so. <laughs> well, yeah, she does. well, no, not until I've got three or four more out of her and then she can be huge. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you think. A businessman. Yeah. Businessman. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, did you have any type of writing influences, uh, as a, as a, you know, getting, in, getting into comics? Were there any particular writers that made you spark the interest of wanting to do this? Oh, um, there's so many writers I've enjoyed. Um, but this is, um, like a comedy adventure book. So I'm kind of coming from a lot of comedy influences as okay. well. So the things that I grew up with, like, um, Blackadder, Red Dwarf, stand-up comedians like Eddie Izzard, gotcha. kind of people that give a kind of visual image in your head, as well as just reading a lot of slapstick humor that's in the comic as well. No, I see, and uh, from the 10-page preview that you sent me, that's the, the, the first thing that I enjoyed about the writing was the fact that I immediately knew that I was, I was going to laugh. That's always going to be the thing that keeps <laughs> me on a title, as if you can keep me laughing. I don't care how cheesy or corny the joke is. And I'm not saying any of this is cheesy or corny. Um, I'm just coming off of reading, like, Metal Shark Bro, uh, like, a few hours ago, yeah. where it's cheese and corn. <laughs> but I love it, because it, it makes me laugh. I don't care how it makes me laugh, it makes me laugh. This is, um, I mean, it's it's not like throwing jokes at you type of humor. It's very visual humor that you direct yeah. with, with I mean, it's it, it's beautiful, man. Interwoven with the story, yes. not just like one line. Exactly, man. Being thrown at the reader or anything. Yeah, and I, I think it's and for, for a, a kid to be reading something like this. I think you're really molding a kid's brain to be just so, I don't know, man. I, I Something like this, you're just kid's going to come off more intelligent after reading something like this. It's it's not going to be like glued to to a YouTube channel or anything like that type of kids entertainment. They really are going to yeah. come off and I, I would imagine gain something from this and from the way you tell the story. It's not I mean it, it I honestly I could see this as an all ages type of thing, not just a kids book, man. I'll admit. I enjoyed the heck out of this. <laughs> like, I did. I laughed more than more than enough and just 10 pages. So no, yeah, no, it is all ages. So um, I, I have written it in a way that it won't irritate 
parents reading it to their kids but i i think all ages would read it uh, you nailed it man i'm just telling you right now you know i know you probably haven't heard a lot of feedback on this just because i mean you, I'm, from what i understand i'm the only person you've talked to <laughs> in a few months <laughs> yeah no you're the first but um yeah no this is uh <laughs> get used to these type of compliments as this gets out there and you go on more podcasts and you start getting feedback from the indiegogo because I'm I'm telling you truthfully, this is this is gold. I'm I'm not often drawn into all ages books. Uh, it's very rare. Like I can't get into the lumberjanes or any of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's turtles, but even then, that's a lot of that's not really all ages. Or I mean, at least the turtles that I read. Uh, the, but yeah. that just so happens to be the Back same the turtles day. that my six year old enjoys as well. Is the the more adult driven stuff. So I, I'm very very confident she's going to be into this. <laughs> but exactly with with the non-adult driven stuff like i'm aiming for this to be well well mainly i want it to be timeless so i've kind of crafted the script so your grand your great grandchildren will be able to read it and and still get it there's nothing current yet or anything that they will have no knowledge of and also um you know when you watch a Pixar movie and then there's a joke and all the adults mm-hmm. laugh and all the kids just sit there and think, oh, if I missed, there's none of that. So the, the jokes I've crafted, ev- everyone will get them it's, and everyone will enjoy them. I hope. That, that's yeah. a, and that's a tough line to balance, too. It really is. It's it's hard to believe mm. that besides a few anthologies, this is your your first big project because it looks like something that you've been working. I mean, how long have you been working on this? Let me ask this. Like, How long has this project been in the pipeline? Um, I I think I started it a year just ago. Just a year ago? And yeah, just a year ago was when I first sent the first draft to Louisa. And it's been through several drafts. Um, but no, just a year ago. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, how, so how far along are you on the actual project? So I have a 10-page preview. The, if it wasn't for the beer flu... Um, we probably would have done it by now. So, um, it's... but because the kids are off school, and Louisa's got children, and it's it's very hard to get work done when you're at home. Gotcha. You know, so she's working at home with children. So she she's and even I am. I'm having to redraft it with children at home. That can be it... difficult. So it it's put things back. Uh... So, and how ironic is it that you're making this for them? Like they're prevent. They're, <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I mean, this sounds harsh of me to say, but they're preventing you from making something for them. <laughs> I know. It was like this is for you. Go away. Go, go do some fake homework or something. I've got. Uh, believe. Yeah. Give me like two months, and <laughs> we'll read a story. Oh man, have they uh, seen any of it at all? Have, yeah. Yes. No, I show them every That's page awesome, that Louisa man. sends me. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and my oldest points out any plot holes or mistakes no, that I have done. Yeah. No, there's just this one bit where I, I asked for a gate and I have a vampire character and my daughter was just like, why can't the bat fly through the gate? And I was like, oh, no. Go back and redraw two pages. Oh, <laughs> but no, so no, you just write around it, you know, and... Um, no, she's very annoying like that. <laughs> all, uh, all my mistakes. It doesn't hurt to have an awesome editor, man. An awesome editor creates quality. Yeah. That's for sure. Especially when it's a home, it's free. Look at you. Yeah, <laughs> Figuring free, it out. free editing from my 10-year-old, yeah. <laughs> Just 10 years old pointing out plot points like this? Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> well, uh, there, there's so you you clearly have an intelligent gene in you. That's for sure. Because I, I I'm I, I I am absolutely. I'm not just saying this because you're on the podcast, man. I turned down plenty of indie creators that want to come come on. I I, I do. Uh, this I mean, everything from character design to uh, I mean I I, I can't say enough. The, who who's who letters this? Can I ask that? Do you do the so she, um, Louisa letters, she letters it herself, herself. <laughs> as well. <laughs> And she, she's even got this special blend into the artwork. It's not just your standard no. um, bubbles, you know, speech balloons. No, no, they, they are, they blend into the artwork. That's, I mean, she, she, she put so much work. That, into that's it. why I bring this up because the, 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 the talk balloons are incredible. Uh, I mean, they're just—it's unique, man. That's the thing—is it's unique. It's not just cookie cutter. Uh, comic sans type of bullshit it's it's actual creativity going into this uh none of the character designs i i I feel are derivative from anything but at the same time i get a nostalgic feeling like it's something that i would have read as a kid in the 90s so it's oh it 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 treads this very fine line very well and it's it's perfectly balanced i would say it's just as much for my six-year-old as it is for me uh and just these 10 pages that i read at least i mean i I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see how you wrap it all up. But I would imagine, based off yeah. these ten pages, it's, it's, you got something here. One of the great things about collaborating with Louisa is um, we both draw from different influences. So I was writing the script, and I was coming more from a kind of Tolkien um, direction, and um, she's from Sicily, so she's pulling more from the Mediterranean and kind of even Middle East history and art. Um, in, in a future page, there's um, a scene where a jailer comes in with two goblins. And I just wrote, fat, ugly jailer and two goblins. And you and I, we have an idea of what a goblin looks sure. like, you know, from Lord of the Rings or something like that. Well, she came back with the goblins were more like children that had been turned into gremlins. And the jailer was this armor-plated minotaur. And it was like inspired i'm like whoa <laughs> it was like apps um she she really has a wonderful imagination and she's really been able to put everything on the page it, it really shows i mean it, even the, the the little gelatinous blobs at the uh <laughs> at the end yeah. like it's like it's not your <laughs> typical gelatinous bob it's like a family you know like get out of the way before someone else falls kiddo and then the thing happens, and <laughs> it's perfect. I mean, it's just, uh, the really the creativity in this is is outstanding. It, it, there's so many things that draw me to this, Kevin. There, there, there really are. It's, it's. <laughs> I, also, another thing like Glynn's uh, mistress, like Lucille Dor, um, the witch who she's in like the first ten pages. Um, I just wrote her as ugly old crone. And she was just a plot point to get Glynn to go to. Well, what happens in the story is that Glynn, she goes to basically an audition to this tyrant king. And um, basically, <laughs> let me see. Sorry, my mistake. Well, she goes for an addition to serve this tyrant king because he has this ruling class that are called the demonic dukes. They're like the overlords okay. of 
his kingdom. They're the ruling class. And Gling, naively, she performs bright magic in front of him instead of dark magic, which infuriates him. And so he um, sends her into the dungeon where she's supposed to rot. But she meets a lot of other bright magic monsters down there. And um, basically, it's upon her to um, start a prison break, get out, save the kingdom. All of this is in 48 pages. Well, what, well what's awesome about the, the Lucille door at the beginning, I just wrote her as an ugly crone that just takes her to meet the king. And then I forgot about her. And then Louise is like, no, I don't want to draw someone ugly. She's going to be beautiful like Maleficent. <laughs> And then she just broke, she just drew this hot, gorgeous witch. And I'm just like, okay, I'm not losing this as a character. No. So completely redraft. And also Louisa made me realize this woman is the most important person in Glynn's life. I mean, I, I should have thought of that in the first place. So then Lucille Dor becomes a much bigger part in it. And we're going to have a witch battle at the end as oh, well. Oh, man. And um, no, she, it's... Um, it's it's amazing when you're a writer you have you write the idea but um it is it is a collaboration so you know your artist knows more than you sometimes well and that's the thing is so many people <laughs> there's so many writers out there with these egos that think i have this perfect story and i'm just gonna oh, pay this this draw monkey to to draw and uh, yeah. uh, it just it all that doesn't help that doesn't do any good for anybody it really doesn't because an artist just being i mean held to some other person's standards with all creative blocks on them that's unhealthy you are doing that person a disfavor for sure you won't get any passion out of you, them you won't for your project. You, you you really won't um and to for you to open it up like this and be that creator that's open uh, it, I mean, that's, man, I, I, I keep looking at this and smiling because the, the, it, it, it's, it's so perfect. It is. I, ha I have the preview, but I'm not looking at somebody in the distance. <laughs> I have the preview pulled up on here on another screen, and it is. Um, so the, what, I'm sorry, what's this witch's name again? The, the, the Lucille Dor. Lucille Dor. So uh, yeah. instantly is going to be my little girl's favorite character. So to make her beautiful and not an ugly bag is, I mean, that was an amazing choice. And it just goes to show yes. that how, how important it is to, to a story when it is two artists of two different calibers collaborating and not just dance monkey, you know, type of situation. Yeah. Because, I mean... Comics is a visual medium as well. Don't have... Everyone ugly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Toothless crones. Exactly. What was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean. And honestly, and Lucille Dor, um, the more evil I make her in the comic, the the more my littlest daughter loves her. And I'm like, no, she's the bad guy. I, I, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. See, I have that issue with mine as well. Like the the more evil they are, the more she's into. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you, Supergirl, Supergirl's great. You got to stay away from yes. uh, Hella, though. Like she's not so great. Like she, she. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I get that type of vibe out of her. So, like I said, maybe it's just the the dad in me that's super attracted to this, knowing that I've got something for my little girl. But there, I, I can imagine that there's so many other people out there, or parents when they get a hold of this, or just flat out adults that don't have kids. Maybe they ha they they were this, one of those people that think their dogs are their kids or something. They're still going to enjoy this yes. book. Just as much because it's 
it's it's on point, Kevin. It really is. You, you have to know this. I just so that when you go to finally shake those hands at the con table, you have that bit of confidence <laughs> knowing for sure that it's there. Because trust me, man, it's there. It is. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it, it is for all ages. Everyone will enjoy it. Um, uh, Luisa's artwork can be pretty in some places, and I can imagine some young boys passing on it uh, on site, maybe. Um, but they will be secretly reading it um, if their sisters or anyone uh, buys it. They'll go, have you been reading my Glyn comic? And I'm like, no. <laughs> And it's under their pillow. <laughs> no, they will. Everyone will enjoy this. I agree, man. I agree. If I had, uh, if I had a little boy, I'd be showing this comic just the same, all the same, because I mean, uh, even even the things like the the the, the king and all of that stuff. It, those are things that you know are gonna get people laughing, man. Like the, you know, oh, someone was, you know, someone caught the king pooping, and uh, you know, yes. that, 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 that's that's a little boy joke, dude. That, that that's a poop joke. That's, I mean, come on. It's there for everybody. Mm. It's, it's, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. Uh, I like poop jokes, too. So, it's <laughs> um, so uh, let, let's talk about the crowdfunding on this. You decided that you were going to do the crowdfunding. You're not, you weren't going to reach out to any publisher, which I believe right now is incredibly wise because I think yes. indie comics are on the rise as the big two's knees get kicked out from underneath them. Uh, at least in the direct market here on the states, I know that DC's still playing nice across the pond, and you know they're shipping over there. Uh, but here, if it's, the shops are if open. the shops are even open, here in the states, it's a disaster, man. There's, I mean, books aren't. Mm, yeah, it's 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 hard getting books right now. Uh, so, with that being said, going and doing the indie thing, the crowdfunding thing. I think is the perfect choice, and you're doing uh, Indiegogo over Kickstarter. Uh, so I, I'm not sure what the pros are. I've never done a, um, anything like that myself, so I'm not sure what the pros or cons to each or each one are really. Um, uh, Indiegogo, well, they do take less of a percentage okay. than Kickstarter. That helps. And um, I said that helps quite a bit. <laughs> yes, no, <laughs> I'd say so, and. Um, Kickstarter. I I was looking at kids comics on Kickstarter, and they they I think they just get drowned out with by other stuff. Maybe the people running the Kickstarters just um, favor other projects. And I I didn't see the the kids comics get their head above water over on Kickstarter. And I thought Indiegogo was a better place. Between you, me, and the listeners, I get flooded with kids comics on Kickstarter, man. I do. I get flooded with them. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 I didn't, I didn't think about that being a reason, but that's brilliant, man. It just uh, gives me even more confidence. You do your research on all this <laughs> as well. So this, this will definitely work out. Cause I do, uh, that was a little bit of a worry I did have. I mean, if it, if it would have been Kickstarter with this, just because, I get emails all the time, man. Um, and like I said, this is proof that I don't just take anybody on this show. I don't talk about all ages books very often on here. So I talk about Metal Shark Bro and curse words and <laughs> chew. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, so do you? what is your goal set for this? I mean, I, of course, this would be not American dollars, so we'd have to convert, but... The euros, it, but... Um, so I'm... I'm 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 paying for all the art in advance. The comic's going to be completely finished um, when we launch, so it's just uh, printing, wow. basically. 
Um, I I would hate to raise um, some money and then not have any, not have all the art finished. Yeah, it it that would be a disaster. So no, a comic completely finished out of my own pocket, and um, if I reclaim that money, um, yeah, that'd be nice. But I, I'd rather have this comic in uh, people's hands. You and uh, you know build up an audience, um, be able to get the second one out as well. So, oh, so that answers my next question. What's after this, this, this first 48 pages? Is this going to be a series of trades that you continue to put out? Because I feel like this, I mean, just from seeing 10 pages, I feel like this is something that <laughs> can play on for an eternity, really. I mean, it's uh, Immortals oh, yeah, and no, Magic. There's a sequel so. written already. What, say that again? I, I have the sequel written already. Where did you go, Kevin? <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, you're excited <laughs> about it, And then, like, too. plans for two more as well. That's, all right, that that yeah. has me pumped. Ho- hopefully make it a series, but, um, yeah. Oh, man. This, <laughs> uh, do you plan on trying to get it in stores at all? I mean, uh, I mean, I, I understand that would be hard with Diamond, but are, are, you, are you the guy making calls? I know it's really hard to ship across seas right now, too. But, um, I mean, are you just kind of, are these on your plans? Because I know everybody, every indie creator has their own plan of action when it comes to marketing something like this. Um, are, do you plan on making calls here in the States and saying, hey, man, buy a few copies of my book? And uh, Not anytime no. soon. Yeah, it would make no, sense. No, I, I, it would be awesome to um, reward backers with first before anyone else can just walk into a shop you know this is get a little cult i want a cult of glim <laughs> to start <laughs> and and then when they see it in the shop they go oh i don't like it anymore i love it yes. uh, why not man i think that's a great call i i, I appreciate as a as a, somebody that backs multiple um crowdfunded projects i mean I'm super pumped. Like I keep bringing up Metal Shark Bro here, just because it's fresh in my head. But I've got the Metal Shark Bro trade. No one else has the Metal Shark Bro trade. Like it's easy. I, I just like being that guy for a couple of months before someone else has it. So I'm gonna very much enjoy yeah. being the one of uh, I don't know hundred thousand people that end up buying this book through the Kickstarter. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm call it right, hundred thousand <laughs> copies. <laughs> uh, no, it's gonna do very well though. That's that's for sure. Um, I, I like the fact that you do want to keep it in a in a kind of a cult following though. I, I enjoy that. You're not somebody that just. Uh, I hate the term sell out. I mean, because that's not the case. Every I mean any creator out there yeah you need you need to pay the bills yeah. don't yeah. you well, well oh, absolutely i mean pay the bills at least <laughs> um <laughs> uh, yeah no it's uh i'm digging what you're doing here man it's like i said it's really hard to believe that you're uh uh first time creator doing this it's it, I, I get the vibe that you've been doing this for a while um uh writing writing for a while you know Submitting to places. What other kind of stuff have um, you written outside of comics? Oh, I've I've tried writing a novel, and it's it's on there. It's on my computer. Yeah. It just needs to go to another editor to get another pair of eyes on okay. it. Okay. Um, uh, that's that's just something in the future. Gotcha. I just. Right on. Well, um, let's uh, let's uh. <laughs> uh I, now before we we get we we get on to the, my my last segment the, the the segment where I like to really put you on the spot, um, I I, I kind of have to know as a, as a fresh indie creator, um, what uh do you, where do you see yourself like uh, do you do you see yourself creating a legacy in comics do you see your I mean 
Uh, I mean, it's I, some people have different levels of confidence to get into this. I, I feel like you don't have that yeah. big of an ego, <laughs> which, once again, surprises me considering what I'm looking at here. So, um, I mean, what, what, what kind of legacy do, do you want to, you know, imprint on this industry? Well, hope, hope the glinch just uh, speaks for itself. Yeah. People, even if they just find it in their own time. Gotcha. Um, I'm, I'm going to have it out there. So, cool. um, no, I, I don't, I don't think what, what direction my statue will be looking at <laughs> after i'm gone no <laughs> north or south i don't know <laughs> no, um, i don't think of the legacy okay at all. all right well just um as long as children in the future everyone in the future just enjoys this right on which they will because i've got so much in in this in four it's 48 pages and so much goes on you know get sent to prison prison break and then after that Witches battles, um, trying to rob the demonic dukes, um, like all sorts of fights. Um, oh, I, I nearly gave the ending away then. Don't <laughs> 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 no, do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I would have still read it. Uh, <laughs> so, well, okay. Um, so you're not one of those people that's using an indie comic to get. Marvel and DC's eyes on you, it sounds like. It sounds like you're perfectly happy with Glenn. God, no. God, no. I yeah, like no, that answer. I'm perfectly happy with Glenn. I like that answer. I, I mean, I have nothing... I, I probably think there's a, a few um, creators who um, use comics as a platform to get into Hollywood, or they want to work in publishing, but they probably have an image of what a real publisher is. They... They work in comics until they get into Schuster and Schuster or whatever, and they're not—they're not doing their best work. I think um, some people working in the industry, and I—I'm—I'm uh, I, I'm doing my best work here, so I, I'd rather—I believe it—be on the outskirts, shouting across. <laughs> Passing across the abyss. This is good over here. Come and have a look. See, I, I like that, man. I do. I like that. Uh, it's there's, I mean, there, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with writing for Marvel and DC if you get picked up. But people to mm. to create something, just to get picked up. Like I'm going to put everything into this one thing and then just kind of be mediocre because I made it from here on out. Like that's something I'm starting to see more and more. And it's good. To, I, I I really do feel you when I. I mean, I I believe you when when you say that. No, you you are going to just certainly with crowdfunding. You have total artistic freedom oh, yeah. as well. You know, you're completely free yeah. to to do what you want. Yep, oh, man. Create the product that you want. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's another big part of it as well. So I mean, I feel like your head's in the right place here, man. As a as a up and coming indie creator, I have a feeling that it won't be long. I mean, I could, I, I, I I'm not gonna lie, and I'm not being too forward here, but I see a Ringo in your future with this, man. When this book gets out there and gets into people's hands, I see a Ringo award here at the very least. <laughs> I, I do this. Uh, for being an all ages book, man, there's on, on so many levels, I, I can't say the word perfect enough. And I'm not just saying that I can't stress that enough. Uh, I, I couldn't find a flaw in the art. I couldn't. I tried. I couldn't. Um, I, I can't with Louise. Yeah, uh, it's and um, one thing she's very, very good at is the characters acting 
um, a lot of expression. And that's that's what um, I mean. Which, that the expression is always believable, and I I can hear voices and stuff, and I can hear tones and pitches within these talk balloons because of how well it's all drawn out and that and that's not just a matter of yeah. the art being perfect as so much as the dialogue fitting the perfect art so i mean it's it's just as much on you as well i mean i'm not here to just praise the the person that drew oh, this thank this you is... but no she you you can tell when someone's thinking or angry sad or puzzled um a, a lot of artists um leave me cold when they just draw poker faces mm. um, a lot of comics that i read it's um particularly in the superhero genre it's uh bland poker face and screaming yeah because nothing now there's there's no, there's no emotion at yeah, all it's it, well now people just want to um, Luis is excellent at emotion a hundred percent a hundred percent and that's the, that's the the other good thing about being you know kind of on your own timeline as well as you're not rushed like all these other creators to where even the editors yeah. rushed and they're missing things and no you guys get to take your time on here and produce a quality solid product and i mean <laughs> this is gonna take you places man it is i can't wait to i mean <laughs> just beyond the first and 48 pages I, I you say two three four volumes <laughs> dude I, this... I, and you've yeah um, and and the preview that you've read you haven't even met her gang no. that she forms <laughs> you know so in my mind she's like so like imagine maid marion so glenn's like maid marion and the gang's her merry men but her Robin Hood is a uh, bad-humoured, narcissistic werewolf. <laughs> and her little John is a headless knight who's got multiple personality disorder. Oh, man. You know, and then I've got a mummy and a vampire and a clown as well. And they're all rejects because they're not evil enough. That's why they're in this prison. And so <sighs> the king wants them to stay in this prison until they become rotten and evil as him and then they can come out and serve him oh man but uh no glenn puts a glenn puts a kibosh on that ah uh, uh, i didn't <laughs> even know all that no, see that that just excites me even more like i said i just got a quick 10 page preview and it was hey these awesome characters and then one of them gets thrown in jail i laughed a few times and there's a shitty king and that was enough and then you explain all of this even more i mean beyond the first 10 and I'm telling you, man, I cannot wait for this. Uh, so essentially um, what we're really waiting for then is uh, school to get back in session, right? Yes. Okay. And, oh, over here, they're talking about like a two-day week or oh, something. Oh, no. Like, no, no. Get them back in school. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we don't know what it, the hell we're going to do with ours here. Like, we don't know if we want to put them no. in school full time or do the video thing or whatever it is. But, yeah, that's – I can imagine there's a lot of creators right now in that rock and hard place type of situation. Like, you're so oh. – Oh, man, this sucks that the stupid virus is affecting things. Uh, yeah, sure, it's just a comic. But at the same time, like, I really want this, and I'm selfish. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a shame it's not in people's hands right now. But um, you, the 10-page uh, preview that you saw, anyone can get that if they go to Indiegogo and look up Glinny Monsterland. If you sign up to the mailing list, then you get the 10-page preview. Awesome. Of the comic. Well, you'll get that soon. I need to I need to do that in an email. So you will get that. 
You also get a 10-page um, concept art book oh. that's also a coloring book, so people can print that out. Awesome. So you get that first. And so, yeah, concept art, coloring book, um, first 10 pages to read. And I think I'm also, um, for every 50 signups that I get, I'm also going to have a raffle and someone will get one for free. That's amazing. Yeah, why not? So you're going to get a free copy. For every 50 signups. That's, that's incredible. I love... <laughs> um, so I'm definitely going to have the links in the descriptions, obviously, of this episode. Um, the Indiegogo links, all of that stuff. So uh, I'll be on the mailing list as soon as I get off this call. Uh, you would, you would expect, <laughs> expect it from me because... Well, the, the coloring book will keep your kids quiet um, for a little while. The, the, the coloring... Oh, come on, man. This yeah. is... Uh, you're... you're, you're <laughs> you know what you're doing here. That's what I'm saying. Like, how is this your first comic, Kevin? Like, you, your future is so bright. <laughs> it really is. It's so bright in this industry. It's, uh, uh I, I, I can't wait to have this in my hand. I, I, I can't, I can't wait to sign up on Indiegogo. I can't wait to give you my money, man. I, I, I really can't. <laughs> I'm excited. I know that there's more than one listener that I have that's, that's going to be, gonna be into this so um hmm, i'm so grateful for you came on just i mean uh for the sake of me and my few followers getting us that much closer to this book i mean it's i'm i'm being selfish i i was selfish for having you on that's that's i'm i'm that's i'm admitting that uh <laughs> um before we wrap this up i do like to dig into your brain just a little bit more uh, I, li- cool. I, I like to ask a few random questions. A lot of them are real kind of white bread, but they all go right into the comic book industry. And one of them is just kind of random, uh, really formed to you, particularly. Um, but uh, as white bread as these questions may be, I still find them to be kind of important if you are a creator. These are going to be pe- questions that you're going to be asked constantly. And being that I'm kind of the first podcast you've been on, I'm glad that you're not wore out by these questions yet. So, <laughs> uh, I, I have to ask, man, who's the best hero in comics? Who's your favorite hero? And it doesn't have to be a superhero. It could be any type of protagonist. Uh, a Batman. Batman's the shit. I mean, yeah, sorry, yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, we can go on and on about how awesome Batman is. I've had people say the opposite, but I'm I'm on your side on this one. Uh, best villain. I know people don't like to celebrate villains, but I'm not. That's why I'm not saying who's your favorite. But who? But there's still there is a, a villain out there that's better than others. So, um, um, everyone says the Joker, don't they? Um, if you're going for a pure chaos villain, then it has to be the Joker. If you're going for a, a more of a big picture evil genius Machiavellian bastard then probably Lex Luthor. Um, I've been reading a lot of fables by Bill Willingham okay. and the adversary in that. Did you, have you ever read no, that? No, but I'm, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, there's the, the, the villain, the adversary, and who it turns out who it is. And you go, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't read it, but no, um, probably the adversary in Fables. All right. Yeah, it was like, what a git. I like that answer. <laughs> I like that answer. And there's nothing wrong with the Joker as an answer either, because, I mean, some could argue that he's one of the best villains out there. So, it, And that's why he's overused, yeah. because he's the best yeah. villain. I'm, have to agree <laughs> um favorite single issue 20 page comic that you read you pick up one issue off the shelf and what was your favorite one 
I do like a good Batman story that doesn't have any of his villains in, where it's just him doing something simple like solving a murder or returning a purse to so to someone who's been mugged. Um, there was a good one with a Todd McFarlane cover. Um, yeah, it's a one-off story, and it was three cops each telling stories about Batman, and each of them had a different impression of him. And one of them saw him um, stop a robbery and was convinced he was a demon from hell. And the other one saw him stop a junkie from jumping off a bridge. And the other one helped him um, uh, find some orphans and track down their parents. And then the three cops were just arguing, saying, you're a liar. Batman would never dry no orphans tears. He's, he's a demon from hell. Like, wow. um, oh, who wrote that? back in the day yeah a mcfarlane cover um, it's it's just oh man it's a todd mcfarlane cover with the girl um on in, and big big spawn i mean he, he looks like he's just drawn spawn uh, but it, it was, that, that was it. that was very good that gotcha yeah, um yeah, you know uh, no, i do i do and i'm sure <laughs> that there's more than one listener out there screaming a number into their car right now but uh <laughs> no, but that was that was a good one man it's gonna make me want to go through and check that out i have the dc universe app um maybe it's on there they've got old batman stories on there um what was the last comic that you read so not being able to go to any shops recently um a lot of ones that i've backed online have been arriving. yes i've and, been berated um, with kickstarters myself lately yeah uh t-bird and throttle by Josh Howard. I got that in yesterday, and that artwork is fantastic. Very Batman, the animated series, kind of inspired, but even sexier. Really? As well. Um, yeah, no, and that, that's very good. That's just um, kind of a simple story. It's just a, a hero who's been double crossed by the government, and the whole world hates him now because they've told lies about him. But um, no, I've been enjoying that very much. I think he, uh, the fourth issue. It's coming out on Indiegogo, um, so I think you can you can still get it. All right, and it's called T Bird and Throttle. T Bird and Throttle. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds awesome. I'm gonna I've, I've got a note taken down here. I'm gonna check into that. Now, yeah, I've wrote down Metal Shark Bros. Oh, dude, <laughs> it's uh, check that. I, I got the, <laughs> uh, the the second volume here. I mean, you can oh, tell yeah. I've I've read the shit out of it, man. Like I've the yeah, the, the, page, the, the pages are coming out. It's uh, it's. I have to actually buy another copy because I've I've wore it out, man. I, I like something. I like it. <laughs> um, so th- my my final question, it's it's just uh, straight American ignorance. But you being a- across the pond over there, I have to know, man. Uh, what's 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 the best Irish slang word? Um, the best one, langer. Langer. What's that mean? Langer. Uh, for your peepee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love the way you describe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Lang- all right, no, all Langer. right. Yeah. I'm. So- I couldn't figure out what that question was gonna be, and then it popped into my head, and I had to race to my tablet <laughs> and write it down as quickly as possible. And I, I was, I was teetering. Should I ask it? Should I? I am so happy I asked that question. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you can use it in a friendly way as well. I'm sure you could. If, if you know the person, <laughs> if you know the person, it's a term of endearment. If you don't know them, 
then it's the worst thing you can say. <laughs> you know, so be careful. <laughs> oh man, I gotta learn some stuff today. <laughs> if anything that <laughs> Kevin I'm so glad you came on to this show man it has been oh, thanks, my bro. pleasure it, it, I, I cannot wait for school to get back <laughs> so that we can uh, we can read this and get this book. finished yes it, uh, I mean I, I'll, I'll be on the Indiegogo uh, I'll be on the mailing list um, I'll, I'll have the, the all of the information updated as it comes to me within the, the description of this episode um Man, I'm I'm excited for you. I'm excited for this book. I'm excited for Louisa. I'm I cannot wait to see your guys' names and billboards and lights here when and cons coming soon. Eventually, when that happens, um, I start printing up your banners now, man, because there's there will be a demand. I promise you. All right, good. <laughs> Trust me, um, Kevin. Uh, I. I want to I want to stay in touch with you. Um, I'm going to keep following you on all your social media. Is there a place others can follow you? I mean, did, what's your social media type of situation? Yeah, no, I'm on Twitter okay. and um, Instagram as well. And do follow Louisa on Instagram as well, Louisa Russo, and um, and Art Station. She has a lot of fantastic artwork on there all right um but yeah no she posts she posts a lot of new glynn stuff so you might even see some of it before me huh. if uh if you if you if you follow her on instagram yeah and i'm on instagram glynn in glynn in Monsterland, and louisa russo instagram and i'm on twitter as well got it all right i'll have all that in the descriptions for the people driving that shouldn't be writing this down uh <laughs> <laughs> kevin kevin philpot it has been my pleasure um it's Start, I would imagine the sun's getting ready to start coming down soon at some point over there. Um, it's uh, uh, no, not till about um, half nine. Ha wow, actually, okay. the summer, yeah, and in, in the summer it's um, very brighter until okay, late. gotcha. Yeah, I guess it is still only about six o'clock over there, right? Something like that, five, five o'clock, not too late. I guess I, I six o'clock, okay, maybe, yeah. gotcha. All right, it's not even noon here yet. I'm gonna go get my day started. <laughs> <laughs> um hey it's been a pleasure you sir you you take care thank you so much oh thank you thanks you're, brian thanks for you're this very welcome cheers take care cheers hey this is ken m padawan j coach duffy from the ocho duro parlay hour podcast every week the odph is talking sports movies tv comics and more it's always a parlay of topics on each episode you can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParleyHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and Parlay Points, our companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Hey, this is Ken M., host of the ODPH podcast, better known as the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. And right now, you're listening to the independent podcast community's Tony Stark, otherwise known as Brian Wayne, on the Cheers to Comics podcast. All right, there you have it. Episode 214 in the books. Another creator has been cornered. I urge you to just get on the Kevin Philpot train soon. You'll see. You'll see, man. Get his first Kickstarter. You'll be able, ugh, I'm telling you. This guy's going to be big.
This book's going to be awesome. It's going to be a hit. I know it's going to fund. Uh, I'll have all of the links in the description of this episode for the Indiegogos and the, the just all of it, everything. Follow this guy. Follow this book, Glenn in Monsterland. Uh, campaign coming soon. <coughs> soon as school starts. Soon as school starts. <laughs> oh, COVID. Um... All right, Slurds, it's, this is, it's been my pleasure bringing you somebody new to, to, to sink, sink into, man. I love this shit. I love learning about, <laughs> you never know. You, you fucking never know. Uh, all right, now, I gotta urge you to leave them five-star reviews, baby. Five-star reviews on Apple Podcast and Stitcher and Podchaser and all of the good things. All of the good things. Leave those five-star reviews. You have no fucking idea how important that is. Uh, I, <laughs> it's, it's probably the most important thing. After you leave the five-star review, you're really feeling froggy. You really love this show. Head on over to patreon.com slash cheerscomics. And you can be the ultimate kind of Cheers to Comics Appreciator. You'd be an official member of the Slurred Army. And uh, I'm going to start putting up some content here soon. Real fucking soon, guys. I promise. I promise. I just got to see another patron. Show me another patron. And I'm going to start... <laughs> I might even put up some videos that I won't even put up on YouTube. Some real raw videos. Uh, yeah. Unedited. Face-to-face video conversations. Mm-hmm. I might start doing that. Uh, for just a buck a month, for 12 bucks a year, shit, guaranteed to get at least, I would say, one of those, one of those a month, uh, if if not, maybe even four or five, who fucking knows, I'm a monster, patreon.com slash cheers to comics, now, uh, guys, uh, I, I love you, I do, I love you, I want y'all to read responsibly, as I always do, cheers fuckers. Ah, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast.